What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cabbage Cart Podcast, where we'll be discussing all things Avatar. That includes Avatar The Last Airbender, The Legend of Korra, the graphic novels, and books. Fair warning, this podcast will contain spoilers for all Avatar content. With that being said, I hope you enjoy the show. All right, I'm so excited to get into the end of Shadows right now. Dude. This book ends... It's it's fucking awesome. The last five or six chapters are just... They're all just bangers. I remember I was finishing up. I could not put the book down. Dude, it's, it's action after action after action. Like, there's no, like, kind of stale moments. And, the like, the, the ending of it, the closing was just so satisfying. So... Fuck it, dude. Let's so where did we it. leave off last time? Let's recap real quick. Last time we she just let Hauzo and Shajin go from the cliffside. So now she goes back and returns to the Fire Nation to meet with Zoryu to basically tell him how we how it went down, how she actually figured out that the Salwan were innocent. That her that her what she thought was wrong. Right, and th- and that the Fire Nation is about to spiral into chaos because unless unless they do something right, right now. Right, and so when she goes to the Fire Nation, she's trying to get a meeting, but she gets she gets drawn to an assembly. The Fire Lord Zoryu is having an assembly of people, and he, she goes there, and to her shock, he says, "I've captured the the." terrorist basically he's saying this not to her but to the assembly right to the assembly like she walks in on him they're not privately talking no this this is like an announcement that he's making that he's captured yoon and she's like what yoon and he unveils him and he looks exactly like yoon however kiyoshi can tell that it's not yoon it's an imposter so zoryu says i've i've caught him he's been working for the Sawan to sow chaos into the Fire Nation. The Sawan are traitors. And he gives the order to start attacking them. So the assembly breaks out and all the Sawan just start getting fucked up. Oh yeah, they start, if, they if start wearing them yeah, up, don't they? If they're wearing the flower or whatever, they're, they're getting fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like on site. Yeah. They're, it's like, a, they're like, there he is. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh shit. And, and, uh, they're outnumbered. So this isn't said in the book, but I think what happens in this scene is uh, there's a guy with a cart full of cabbages, <laughs> and somebody just plows right through it. Somebody throws a Sawan noble right through. You know his what? Cart. I don't think in either books there was a single cabbage reference. There was, and I'm like, damn, that would have been great if there was a cabbage fucking reference in the books. I think we said that last episode. Yeah, too. yeah. <laughs> like, oh, when Ranji throws the table off. The oh head. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh god. So <laughs> I would love if there was a fucking cabbage reference, man. Oh damn! You, no, we're, this is headcanon. We're making our own. Uh, yep, we're making yep. our own, dude. Yep. There are multiple cabbage carts destroyed in this. Oh yeah. In this series. Oh yeah. So the fight breaks out, and then Kiyoshi goes to cut off. They're taking the the imposter Yoon into custody, and they're planning on executing him. Yeah. Well, one thing important to note about this imposter Yoon is that he was actually a body double because Jianzu wanted you right. to have body doubles 
specifically for things like th- not necessarily things like this for like framing Yoon, but like if they needed a body double for right. something, a decoy, a decoy. If someone needed to take a bullet, and somehow Zoryu found Yoon's decoy. Yes. Yeah, one of many. I think it even says. Yeah, and, there were probably uh, a couple throughout yeah. the nation. And so he f- somehow finds one in the Earth Kingdom and summons him up to. Uh... Or wait, no, his eye color is different. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Damn, I can't remember now. I can't remember either. Uh, well, something. Either way, Kyoshi knows that. Yeah, Kyoshi can tell. Kyoshi, Kyoshi knows, knows that this is Jianzu's body double for you. Right. That Jianzu set up, and they she cuts him off, and. And uh, she basically frees him. She wants to free him. She doesn't want him to die. And he's the opposite. He's like, no, I'm bringing honor to my family by doing this. I'm giving them a better life. We have nothing. Yeah. We're poor farmers. Right. Like, we don't have anything. Like, I need to do this. He, he actually pleads with her. Like, please. Please let, let me do it. Let me yeah, do it. because otherwise. Because Zoryu promised that if he did this, he would give. He would take care of his family. Right. And then she. He leaves. I think they still detain him, but but they aren't going to be executed. You know what bothers me about this whole thing is that the only times where you does anything productive for himself and for the Fire Nation is like the most cowardice thing you could do. Right. Like frame somebody. Like it's so short sighted. It was clever though. It was clever. He he spun it. He spun it around to his favor. No, I mean it, it's clever, but it's very short sighted. Yeah. Like, what if Yoon popped up in the middle of that and started earthbending everybody? Right. You know, into the ground, just like he did at right. the garden, the the garden party. Yeah. It's just like it was such a weak. It's just it's just reeked of weakness to me. And it, yeah. But at the same time, well, he is a weak bitch. That's who <laughs> that's who Zoryu is. Yeah, Zoryu's a weak bitch. Yeah. Is he? So he must be an ancestor to Zuko. Well, we'll uh, have some comments on that that we got to get into later on the last chapter because he talks about the clans mm, and right, I, right. and uh, we can get to that in a minute because I do have some I do have some comments on that and I I don't because uh, I it's it's kind of like a theory but I don't know if it's right so I'll mm. be interested to get your thoughts on it but so Kyoshi's kind of like at this point she's like all right a finger's been pointed now at the Sawan in public. Before it was just Kyoshi and Zoryu. I mean, te- I mean, really, he put it into law. His word is law, so he now that's what happened. Yeah, that is what happened. Yeah, historically, that's what happened. Yeah, no, Unle- that's true. Unless, and- unless Yoon were to show up and say otherwise, so, but but he does not. So now Kyoshi knows though that she's got to uh, she's got to go find Yoon right now. Right, and so after. She goes and speaks to the Fire Lord privately, and he's in his private chambers. He's overlooking like a like a war map or a map, and he's getting painted to oh, to right. capture this this victory. Right, right. In in total Fire Nation, like, uh, what's the word? Attitude, I guess. Right. You know, like that's totally something that only the Fire Nation would do. And I think, I think. Kiyoshi walks in, dismisses the painter, and he's like, only your fire lord dismisses you. So, like, this is the first time they're really button heads now. Yeah. Kiyoshi's starting to see who Zoryu is when he starts to stand up as an actual fire lord, right. and she's not really liking it. No, she's not. And, um, and I don't like it either. I don't fucking like it either. Fuck that guy, dude. Yeah, fuck Zoryu. Yeah, you think he's... Uh, Dude's a coward. Piece of shit. 
What's wrong with the goddamn Fire Nation, dude? They're all like pricks, everything, man. Everything, dude. God damn, Every, dude. Everything. You know, you know who should have been. It should have been like Hayran's clan that took the throne. That's noble. They're yep. noble. Yep. Instead yep. of fucking these guys, whoever the fuck they well, are. Well, when you think about it, Hayran's clan. Um, I can't remember the name of their clan. Um, oh, I can't remember Hayran's. Yeah, she. Uh, their clan. Uh, I think that's why they're in charge of like. The academy, you know what I mean? Like they're the best of the best. They're the most noble. They're the most honorable, because that's all they have. So that's why they're in charge of the academy. This chair is really squeaky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we should invest in some better. We chairs. should invest in some better chairs. <laughs> um, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah. So they have a they have a conversation, and she says, first of all, you're. You're going to keep your word to this imposter, but you're not going to kill him. And what's and and then also the you're not going to kill the Salwan either. Yeah. She doesn't she won't let him kill the Salwan. Nobody's dying because you're lying. Yeah. Like nobody's going to die because of that. And he's basically like he's like, "Look, I had to take action as a fire." He makes a good point though. He does and Kiyoshi knows it. Kiyoshi knows it. He's like, "I had to make a move." As the Fire Lord to to keep my place and keep my country together. As, as the Fire Lord alone. Yeah. Because his whole thing, having Kyoshi involved to begin with from the very beginning, even back in the Garden Party, was he's only, like, he can't do it on his own. He needs to recruit the Fire right. Avatar. And it had to be him to do it. So this is his first time doing something like right, that. Right, right. Yeah. And he did, yeah. That, which is a good point. It is a good point. And even Kyoshi. Now, do you think it justifies it? No. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just like that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, damn it, you made me lose my thought. Kiyoshi uh, knows she's been beaten. She's not a political um, ideal. Like she, she sucks with politics. So she got beaten in this game, mm-hmm. and uh, it was part of it was part of the book that really made me mad because I'm like, God damn, how like Kiyoshi's letting him. She's just losing to the. She accepts defeat to the firewall. This was my problem with the book, or not? Not the book. The book's well done. This is my problem with Kiyoshi. Is that every single time she needs some kind of help, or she gets outplayed, or something happens to where she's not like the strong arm that the Avatar should be? Well, no, because if you think so, they talk about this in Korra, in book one, where. They establish the new team avatar being Mako, Asami, Bolin, and Korra. They say, um, Korra's like, I have to go do this. I have to take it. And they're like, Aang had all of his fucking friends with him. He had team avatar. They all together brought down the fire. No, that's true. You're not alone either. Like, boom. That's true. But but Aang was always still calling the shots. No, not necessarily. They all planned together. Yeah, I don't know. To me, it just seemed like Kyoshi was always kind of like one step behind. Mm, interesting. I guess is what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, in this chapter in particular, it's made to look... It, it's designed purposely that Kyoshi has egg on her face. You know, she, yeah. she, she completely got outplayed. She got outplayed by both the Salwan and by Fire Lord Zoryu. Right, and what I'm saying is that she's... Always being outplayed with anybody that's not a Daofi or not a criminal. Well, she's not a diplomat. She can fuck someone up. 
but that's all she she knows how to do. Oh, that's she a good point. she doesn't yeah. have that political that's diplomacy. Yeah, yeah. So that's so. And this, by is, her, this is what happens. Yeah, by, yeah, exactly. By her, by her, her as like nature as a person. And don't worry, like we'll get to it later. She she figures out how to uh, you know get around politics. <laughs> <laughs> she got a little trick up her sleeve. Yeah. So now after that, she's like, "Fuck this! I'm out. I know what to do." And she goes and hires. Or tags along with some sailors, some sailors, some fishermen, Mer- I or think whatever merchants. Mer- merchants, or or maybe no, it's a, I think it's a fishing boat. Okay, isn't it? And she hires them to take him out to Yang Chen's sunken island, uh, where Karu- the one Karuk sank, where she first fell into the water and and, and saw Karuk for right, the first time. Right, and then she tells him, "No matter what, don't pull me up," and hops down there. And starts drowning, basically. And then that's when finally, because she's near the brink of death, like she finally commutes with Karuk in the she goes to the spirit world, correct? Right. And then and then she sees Karuk there. Now let's talk about this. So we're about to get into the story of Karuk. This is and it's important to note all through these fucking two books. Karuk is painted as this horrible avatar. Died young, failed as Gambling, an avatar. Alcohol, yeah. having tons Did of not like represent. promiscuous yeah. sex with random yeah. women. We actually know. have a. We, my brother in law is reading through Shadows right now. Well, he just finished Rise, reading through Shadows, and he's talking to me on the phone. He's like, God, Avatar Karuk, he, he's such a bitch, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> Yep, yep. Like, you know, I'm playing along with it. And I'm like, Dude, can't fucking wait. But this you. is where we really get the real story of Karuk. Right? Yeah. So he. Um, he starts talking with Kyoshi, and he brings up that he's like, oh, I didn't bring balance to the spirits, or I didn't commune with the spirits. I hunted them, which is why uh, Lao Gi refers to him as, as Avatar the Karut, the, the hunter or the great hunter or something right. like that. Yeah. Because Lao Gi knows because he's just that fucking all-knowing spiritual dude, and – and uh Kiyoshi resents him for it. Karuk. She resents Karuk for it. She says, I hate you. He's like, I have to I have to tell you something. She's like, no, get away from me. Smacks his hand as soon as she contacts him. Boom. She gets she gets transported into his life. His memory. His memory. Yeah. And uh I th- you know, it's kind of funny about Karuk because like I think he's very uh misunderstood by what? The people around him? Or society? The Avatar society? He's completely misunderstood in the Avatar universe by everyone. There's only, actually, at this point, only Kiyoshi knows the real story. So because even, even, even Kelsang, Jianzu, and, and Hiran didn't know the real story. Yeah, well, and uh, it's just like with the memes with Kiyoshi. You know what I mean? Like everybody's like, "Oh, Kyoshi's a bloodthirsty, right? Crazy, yeah." You know, meme, like, meme Kyoshi is a killer. Yeah, meme Kyoshi, but and it's the same thing with Karuk. What I'm saying is, like in the in the in the memes with Karuk, it's like it's what it's everybody that read uh, Rise, and 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 that's all that's all the memes are about. Yeah, you know they don't have the shadow, uh, the shadow version of Karuk. Yeah, and so what we find out is that Karuk was indeed a great hunter, but. His problem was that he was hunting spirits that were trying to break through into the, the physical the world. physical world, 
and wreak havoc because there's evil spirits. Yeah, yeah, and he uh, and it, and it, and it and the battles on these he sometimes lasting. He doesn't even know how long he's in the spirit right, world. Right, right. Days battling monsters like, after monster after, and that's monster. what he's doing. That's that's his calling as the avatar. That's what he's been. He enters the spirit world. That's why he's always gone. And then he's he's fighting off these fucking spirits. And then he comes back. And as he's doing this, it's breaking his own spirit. His own spirit starts to die as he's killing these spirits. Spiritually, it literally takes something away from him right. every time he kills a spirit. Which is why he separates himself from his friends, John Zhu, Kelsang, he ran. Because he doesn't want to drag them down into it. Yeah. And what I thought was pretty cool about this, too, is that he... Uh or what what plays into the reason why he does that is because it takes so much out of him. He doesn't want to subject them to that, and he uh, that's why he drinks a lot. That's right. why he gambles. That's why he's playing pie show right. all fucking day. Right. That's why he's. This is where actually in this chapter I'm pretty sure we find out that this is where he ran lost a lot, a lot of her love and respect right. for Karuk because she walks in on them one day and I think he knows it. Yeah. He knows it and he lets it happen because and it breaks his heart. Yeah. But he lets he, he lets her go because he, he because of how much he loves her and how much he doesn't want to drag her into this. And he so does, he can see that relationship dying and he lets it. And it's the same with with Kel saying and with Jianzu. He lets it die because he doesn't want them to be subject to it. But he has. To, but then even when he's back in the physical world, he has to do these things, or at least he feels like he has to, right? Because it's the only thing that makes him feel alive anymore, right? Because his spirit. Every time he destroys a spirit in the spirit realm, it kills his spirit right and he and it literally is taking years off of his life every time but he has to do it it's crazy that we're reading through the story of a story about kiyoshi and this whole time i'm reading it i thought avatar kiyoshi was my favorite avatar but it turns out to be avatar karuk because if i was the avatar i would be doing tons of cocaine and banging hookers (laughs) (laughs) you know i look up to him i'm like hi wow I really, and then like, and then he's like just fighting. So, cocaine, hookers, spirit fight. Fighting Cocaine, wash, rinse, repeat. Hell yeah. Diet, go out and blaze of glory, 33 years old. Bam. Dude, sounds like a great fucking life. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like, well, not like Jesus, I guess. No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Actually, (laughs) what? (laughs) The dying young part. That was the only Wait, wait. Um, how did, how did, uh, now they didn't go into this in, in Kiyoshi. They didn't talk about Ko the Face Dealer. We know that from Avatar that, you know, uh, Karuk does settle down with another woman. Her face gets stolen by Ko. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't kill Ko. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering about that. But here's the thing. He, so the, the big battle, the one that Karuk never really finished was with Father, Father Glowworm, mm-hmm. which is in the same spiritual family as Ko. They're kind of mm-hmm. the same type of spirit. And since they're the same type of spirit, maybe he was like kind of going to the source, maybe? I mean, is this Father Glowworm, right? Right. Is this the last... Was Father Glowworm his final battle? I don't know if it was his final one, but it was the one that... I mean, he didn't win. It was basically... a they stalemated. It was the they, one that he didn't. I would say, you know, and what, were there multiple battles? I think there was one big battle, and I think it, I think it might. It would make sense that it was his last battle. How did he die? Did he just? 
did he like die in his sleep? Was it like he, you know, his spirit had dwindled out basically? Yeah, I don't know. He definitely didn't die in the spirit realm because no, he wasn't like killed. He yeah, was, he wasn't I killed. I think maybe he just died of. I have the book right here. Old Let me age. Take a look at it. I don't quick. think it says not of old age. You know what I mean? But like spiritually of old age. Hmm. I think it's kind of like you know. I don't know why he didn't battle Co. But I, it would make sense to me that he he went to Glow Father Glowworm, and and maybe that's where the battle started. Is that he tried to get you know he tried to get his wife's face back from co through father glowworm and that's where the battle started okay no it does not say how karu died in the book yeah okay i don't think it does uh, or i mean like you just said it does but i imagine i imagine he basically died of of what would be like not i think i would imagine he passed away in his sleep after just being exhausted like you know yeah maybe he, he came he back probably from laid the, down and like it was it was over yeah his came back from his gone. i think what I would like to think happened is he came back from his battle with Father Glowworm. Both of them deeply scarred and injured. And it was just too much for his physical body to carry on after that. And he came back and just passed passed away. Hmm. And then they step out of his memories. And him and Kiyoshi talk. But as she begins to talk, water starts spewing out of her mouth. And she gets pulled, <laughs> pulled back up on the ship. Yeah, that's right. She's all like coughing up, and she's like, she's like, I told you to to leave me, and they're like, yeah, but that was a dumb decision. We were never gonna follow. Yeah. And then she's like, how dare you defy your avatar and passes out. Yeah. Now I love how every time throughout the series, whenever Kiyoshi like addresses herself as an avatar, or like how dare you defy your avatar, says some she. She's not like serious. Like she, she means it like as a cliche. Well, it's she, almost like she's like it's an almost like a hold my beer moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like hold my beer, I'm about to do something, and then when somebody like intervenes, she's like, "I'm the avatar. You're supposed to listen to me." Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, "You're clearly doing something stupid." Yeah. <laughs> the only exception to that is when she's talking to Ranji and she like has to pull rank on her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's but that's a whole different relationship. But where does it go from there? So uh, no, now it goes to the interlude. So it cuts away from Kiyoshi, and it and it it's a flashback to Yoon, Yoon just after uh, the defeat of Father Glow War. Hold on, so, I kind of want to go back to the Karuk stuff. Okay, okay, let's keep it. Let's dude, keep it on so the Karuk Karuk stuff. Karuk, yeah, dude, but we're not how done. There. Dope is it though that this dude's just out there battling spirits. I mean, it seems like the way they put it, almost like on a daily basis. Like, he's right. not doing anything in the physical Oh, world. and it's him and Nyahitha. Nyahitha is the only other person that knows. That's right, because Nyahitha right. helped yeah. him uh, get there, right? Like, he showed him how to get there so that yeah. he can bend in the spirit yeah. realm. Which is weird. I don't know why. Why do you think he didn't disclose that with Kiyoshi? Maybe it wasn't super relevant. At this point, Nyahitha, I mean, I think his meeting... Or maybe it was him. Well, he was... I think it, that was her journey to discover herself, and he knew that. Well, and one thing we skimmed over is that at the end of this conversation, he tells Kiyoshi that it's not Yoon being possessed by oh, Father yes. Glowworm. Yes, it's, it's Yoon. It's Yoon. It is Yoon. Everything he's and, doing is on his own. And conscience. he also tells her because it's... Actually, I think we touched on this last episode, but he does confirm that... His battle with Father Glowworm, Yoon and Kiyoshi have inherited that destiny. It's their destiny to finish it. Yeah. And and also, 
that's after that she realizes that she can sense Yoon. Right. She can sense Yoon, and she she's like, that's how he's been able to find. They're me. tied together spiritually yes. because Yoon ate Father Glowworm, <laughs> <laughs> and she's spiritually tied to Father Glowworm because Karuk and Father Glowworm were spiritually tied. Yeah. So because Yoon ate Father Glowworm, and she's obviously the reincarnation of Karuk, they're spiritually tied together, and she realizes this is how Yoon has been able to find her every time. So Yoon has already been privy to this. Prior, because obviously he's been trained most of his life uh, with being in tune with spiritual things. And, and well, no, we find out in the interlude how he's able to detect Kiyoshi. Yeah, but that's it's it's through Father Glowworm, right? It's through him right. consuming Father Glowworm. Yes. Yeah, and we find that out in uh, in the in the next chapter, which is uh, the inner. It's actually another one of these interludes, right? Uh huh. And it is a. It's in the past. It's in the past because it's if it's directly after the defeat of Father Glowworm, obviously that happened probably a year ago. Yeah, I think, and, and I this, think or, we said or maybe that it, six months ago. You know. Yeah, we did the math on it last time. I think it was six months. Yeah. So, do you want to get? Are we going there? Yeah, now? let's go into okay. the interlude. Okay, so now um, it's directly after the battle of Yoon and Father Glowworm. Uh, obviously, Yoon is very injured, and he's like, "I'm going to die of dehydration." He wanders to the nearest town. And walks up to the well in the center of the town and asks the guard there. And the guard says, this is Governor whoever, Governor T, I believe, his well. You can't fucking drink from it. And he's like, please, like, he's dying. He's like, please, like, give me something, you know. And so when that doesn't work out, he goes to a tea shop. So what happens in the tea shop? Let's see. So he goes to the tea shop. So, okay. So, yeah, he goes into the tea shop. He asks for some water. Um, and they're basically like giving him a bunch of shit, just like the guys out in the well did. Right. And he's like, so this gets Yoon all riled up because he's like, well, first, and then he's like his last card and goes, is like, please, I'm the avatar. Yeah. Which, I mean, he knows he's not. And then, which actually at this time, he just found out he isn't. You know, yeah, because this is right after he comes out of this battle right. with Father Glowworm, right? Which is when he found out he wasn't prior to being. You know what? I was almost sucked into the cave. I was almost shocked. I was shocked that the people in the tea shop did not believe it. Yeah, yeah, kind of because was too. because Gianzu was taking Yoon around all over the world. Well, so to make him known, they yeah, that's true. But they also saw that his clothes were really tattered. Right, and they're like he didn't. Okay, he didn't. He didn't look. have the presence of it because he just battled Father Glowworm. You know right. what I mean? Like he's obviously pretty beat up, right? And not himself. And and he even one of the guys in the shop um, was saved by Yoon at their meeting with but the Fifth did, Nation. With the Fifth Nation, but he didn't recognize him because he. Well, he was one of the guys that got he got bailed out by the the Fire Nation Navy. Yeah, Fire the Nation Fire Navy, Navy came and. Was the people that he physically saw. Yeah. So he's like, the Avatar didn't do shit for me. Which makes sense because the Earth Kingdom is like the least spiritual mm-hmm. of all the nations. So that all that they really care about is the person that's actually in front of them. Is that? I mean, I believe what you just said, but like, where's the evidence of that? It's all throughout all of the books. Yeah, and the shows. You're, I mean, you're right. Like, the Earth, the well, Earth Kingdom here, is definitely the... Here's how I know that they're the least spiritual. Because when they come to... Uh, Yakoya to find the next avatar. They think that they find a kid and they're like, Oh, you need to give us 
this kid because we think he might be the avatar because he picked up like three or four of the toys or something like that and the and the parents are like well are you gonna pay us and they're like no we're not gonna pay you like it's the avatar and they're like well then we're right. taking our son we're getting out of here they don't care about no, he picked one of the toys correct yeah yeah he picked something and either way they're like they're like well this might be the avatar we have to like take him well actually in the earth kingdom well we'll talk about it we'll talk about and it. and they're like well, if you're not going to pay us, then we're fucking out of here. We don't avatar, no avatar. They don't give a shit about the spirituality of the whole thing. They don't like the concept of it, right. the importance of it right. doesn't resonate with them. Or maybe that guy's just a dick. I, I think it's and also also you have to understand that Yokoya is an impoverished town. Well, yeah, but either way, I mean, I think it's just I think it's a I think it's a symbolic of the of the entire Earth Kingdom as a whole because mm. it is the biggest nation. It's got the most people. It would make sense that they are also the furthest from the spirituality. Hmm. That was kind of my. I, 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 I mean, I agree with you. Yeah. But just just because of what I see in the show. Um. But at the same time, we don't. That's not fact. We can't say that's fact. Well, they're also very like showy, not like honorable and precise and t- delicate like the Fire Nation. They're like all about like Bossing Say is a perfect example of it. You got the rich people up in the center, and you with the with stones from the deepest part of the earth, right? And then you got the poor people living in tunnels and shacks down at the outer ring. Hmm. Like to them, it's all about money, and it's all about wealth. It's all about wealth and, and material. They're the they're 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 the opposite of an air nomad. Yeah, that you you know what? And if they're the, the opposite of an air nomad, that means they're also not spiritual. Hmm. You know what? I just realized, I mean, this might sound dumb, but how... Okay, so there is poverty in the Fire Nation. However, we know the Fire Nation becomes very wealthy. And, um, um, oh shit, I can't find the word. Uh, prosperous. Mm-hmm. Prosperous. Uh, by the time of Susan's Comet. You know, that's his justification, is spread our prosperity to the world. So you have the Fire Nation, which is basically rich. The Earth Kingdom is the only one with, like, the class division because the water, the Southern Water Tribe is is impoverished. And then the Northern Water Tribe is, they're fine, but they're still, I feel like they're still, you know, um, they're not as... Um, they're kind of uh, archaic. Yeah. And then, and then I mean, obviously the Air Nomads are just doing their own fucking thing. Yeah. Like, I don't... I don't think the air nomads have money. Like, I don't think they probably don't have currency. No, you know, I, I think, think it's so. uh, yeah. I think it's more. I mean, they're nomads. They're probably gatherers because they're they're vegetarian. Vegetarians. Yeah, so they probably gather and create their own all their own stuff. I don't think they have currency. So wealth doesn't exist in their society, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, everybody's kind so of it's equal. really it's really only the Earth Kingdom that has that division of classes. Mm-hmm. And they're also the biggest kingdom. So there's not, so like the divisions are even amplified by the number of people, right? Like right. there's super, super poor and there's super, super rich and there's everything in between. Right. And so for that reason, they're the least spiritual. Hmm. Well, they're all know. going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> if only Father Glowworm was still around. <laughs> Uh, so where were we at? But, so- but, okay, wait, but they do, we see in the beginning of this book, 
they they'll they'll pray to Avatar Yang Chen. Everybody prays to Avatar Yang Chen though. Okay, so they do have some form of spirituality. No, they, yeah, uh, no, I'm not saying that they're without it. I'm saying that they don't prioritize it. They don't uh, they don't hold it as, on such a like a pedestal as most of the other nations. Yeah, okay. I agree. You know? I agree. Like cuz even the uh even the water tribes which are kind of like barbaric in a way. And, they still they're, well, they're at the northern and southern pole, so they're very spiritual. Yeah, exactly. And they got the water the moon spirit and and the yep. and the ocean spirit. Tea and la. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. There you go. Off the dome, baby. <laughs> uh, and then they've got like their healing, which is very spiritual. Yeah. You yep. know? And uh, it's just really the Earth Kingdom. Yep. You know? It's really just the Earth Kingdom. That's basically not, not non-spiritual, but the least spiritual. Mm. And okay. That, and that's substituted. What they lack in spirituality is substituted with materialism. Okay, if you're listening to this, let us know in the comments or whatever. Uh, let us give us feedback on that. Do you think that Earth Na- Earth Kingdom is the least spiritual out of all four nations? Do you have Do you have anything? And if not, then who is? Yeah, if somebody's got to be last. It's probably the Earth Kingdom. <laughs> I think we're right on. I think you're right on this one. But I would like to see other people's perspective on maybe why they are or why they are not. Yeah. So 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 Yoon's in the tea shop. Yoon's in the tea shop, and then and the they don't, shopkeeper. They don't care that he might be the avatar. They really yeah, don't. But they do want. So he puts. He says, "If you're the avatar, you're obviously an earthbender just by his looks, probably his green eyes." And then, and then he says, "Waterbend the water, the tea over to you." And he's like, he's like, he gets enraged. He was, I, I, I was gonna save you people. I was. That was my life was to help you and to save you. And now you're you're trying to make me. Ju- you won't even give me water. Yeah, he says. I'm just he says, all I, I wanted was for you to prosper. Yeah, and he goes, and all I want is a drink. Yeah, and so and they can tell he's getting worked up. I think the tea shop, the the kettles and stuff, which are probably porcelain but still earth, starts shaking and. He closes the blinds. They're like, oh shit. And this is so this is this is where Yoon turns to the dark side. Mm-hmm. You know, and he kills those three people that are in the tea shop. He murders them. He kind of goes mad. Yeah. He kills the people in the tea shop and then he goes out to the well again. Now Yes, and then and then it cuts and he's drinking from the well. The guard is now dead. He's mocking him, throwing water on it. Throwing water on his dead body, saying, "How's it taste?" You know, mm-hmm. gulping it down. He's full on evil. Now, do you think the? I actually had a weird understanding of this. I didn't understand this fully because we've determined that Karuk uh, verifies that this is you now. It's him. It's not Father Glowworm. He's not possessed. But did he? But did Father Glowworm turn him evil? You know, you question. know what I'm saying. That's a good question. I, I don't like, know. Was it? Was he poisoned? And yeah, now he's did it, evil. Did it taint his yeah. his blood or whatever? You know, taint his taint his bind forever. I, you know, I kind of uh, my thought on that is that I, when I was reading this, I kind of had like a walking phoenix Joker kind of thing that uh-huh. I think was happening. Like uh-huh. he was just so broken down, right, by the realization of what this new reality for him. That everything he had known and been working towards and everything he took joy in was now gone. That he just snapped. Yeah. I don't think it was like a... I really don't think it had anything to do with Father Glowworm. 
In fact, I was a little, now that I'm thinking about it out loud, I kind of think it's a little disappointing that Father Gorm didn't have more involvement in it. Because mm. he fucking, he ate a spirit. Yeah. Like, I wanted to see more about that, other than a gray hand. Yeah. You know? There's actually, um, in one of the Korra graphic novels, you see a cross, like a, a cross between a, a, like a human and a spirit. A, We'll and it, we'll get there. We'll we'll discuss those novels. But uh, well, not he even says like, does he have any? Oh yeah, physical physical, physical changes. Yeah, and you didn't. Yeah, he didn't have anything really that resembled Father Glowworm. I think it was literally just like you almost feel bad for him. Like he just like was so broken down and stripped of everything his entire his entire identity that he just snapped. And then he decides his new conquest is to, excuse me, is to uh, kill everyone that wronged him. Yeah. And he walks away from the well whistling. Well, no, but at the same time, he's he says, he says, well, I forget why, but he's like, I need Kiyoshi, and he's like, but she's all the way in, in um, what's the island they go to, or um, in the Fire Nation or whatever. Oh, I'm not sure. Or he says she's all the way. Oh no 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 no, she must be, um, wherever her and Jonzu showed down or around there yeah he's like and then he's like oh wait how do i know that and then he can feel her beacon that's right and then he's and like <laughs> so he walks it basically and then that's when he he sees kiyoshi and yes. jianzu in the tea house yes and then he and kills, kills jianzu yes yeah so he basically made a beeline for it right that's pretty cool right that's pretty cool and and who better to start with on your revenge mission than jianzu than the dude that Picked you out of the crowd to be the right. next avatar, right? And lied to you, and then fed you to a father glowworm, basically. Right, fucking asshole. Jonzu uh, sucks. Zoryu sucks. <laughs> Yoon sucks. Everybody sucks. <laughs> you guys all suck. <laughs> I'm mad at Kiyoshi right now. And then, uh, and then so that's, after the, that's that, the end of the interlude. So after that. They we're back to the modern scenario. Modern, modern scenario, modern time. and and. A month has passed since Zoryu and Kiyoshi's in Yokoya. She must have known. I mean, obviously now she can sense Yoon. Um, so they must. She must have known he would be there. And it. I can't remember if it explains it absolutely, but I think it's like one of those things. It's like that trope where it's like. We're ending it where it started, type of thing. Which is pretty Which, cool. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, in, I'm fine in, with it. It takes place in Jianzu's residence where right. Yoon was uh, being uh, trained. The Avatar's as, mansion. Yeah. The Avatar's mansion, yeah. It takes, like, this is where she meets Yoon again. Right. Which is pretty cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that it's, like, finishes where it started. And I like Yokoya because it's it's Yuko- it's uh, Kiyoshi Island, basically basically mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure we're all pretty sure right we're pretty sure and then so like i don't know i've always liked i've I've just always liked yukoya and um she approaches the mansion it says i'm inside written in stones and uh when she goes inside it's him at the dinner table he's talking to auntie moi who's and, crying yeah she's like my babies are home and Kyo, she's like god damn it so they're having this weird awkward trying to act normal where it's like i'm about to fucking kill it. we're like this it's is about the to go down tension bro <laughs> yeah super tense uh, now kiyoshi is clever because her favorite treat was these mushrooms whatever they're called shiitake mushrooms <laughs> and 
she tells Auntie Moy to go fetch some, and she already knows there's none, like, for miles and miles. Yeah, because we, we learned she, that at the garden party. She, she, yeah, that if, she, if they didn't have him at the Fire Nation's garden party, then they weren't anywhere in the world. Yeah, yeah. So she sent him to go get them. No, and no, that was, like, yeah. that was clever on-the-spot thinking to get her out of there. Yeah, because Auntie Moy would not return until she had him, basically. Right, right. Which means right. Auntie Moy's safe now. Aw, I love Auntie Moy. She's the closest thing Kiyoshi has to a mother. Like, you know. She's got, like, this, like, well, she's got this auntie vibe, right? Like, she's got this, like, kind of, like, grandmotherly, kind of, like, loving vibe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's, yeah. She's, 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 uh, I'm glad that she got out of the picture, because I swear to God, if Yoon killed Auntie Moy, too, I would have been like. Yeah. <laughs> too far, bro. Too far, wow. man. I would have, I would have written an angry letter to FC. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> just scribbled all angrily and not even typed throw out all my avatar stuff <laughs> it's ruined you ruined everything <laughs> no idea you have such an attachment to this minor character <laughs> I didn't think anyone would care you were wrong <laughs> I got anti Moy tattooed on my leg okay um, so they they start talking how does the showdown happen? How does the showdown she happen? She starts she wants to bring him back to the white side basically. This is this is their final this is the final chance for both of them cuz this is what they they've been doing this the whole time. It's a very Kylo he, Ren kind of you know like Ray situation yeah, where Yeah, well, like, um, how about Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader first of all? <laughs> and <laughs> so don't even fucking go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, so, subject, I'm like Yoon wants her to join him, she wants to bring him back and and No, he he wants he wants her to get out of his way. Right. And she knows now, but now she knows he must be stopped because yeah. this is who he truly is now. Yeah. And he says something like, I don't want to fight you, Kiyoshi, but you've given me no choice. And and then she's like, I never gave you a choice. And then they start fucking fighting. <laughs> yeah, so he, he shoots up a giant rock through the floor so they have, not even, to attack her, but just so even they have ground. tools to fight. Let's do this. And they start fighting. I love this last action scene. Um, this is, I think, I think this is... Properly so, this is the best fight of the of the of both books. It's the of culmination both, of everything. Of both series. Yeah. I would put this fight and then probably the raid of General or the Governor's yeah. Palace. That's yeah. probably that's legit. Followed by Hmm. I'm not mm. sure. When, I, well, I like when Kyoshi. So yeah, cause I like the governor's one be, when she frees uh, the 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 yellow necks leader because uh, she goes into the avatar state. Yeah, but this one's cool on its own for a few different reasons, and it's yeah, and uh, it is the pinnacle too. It's yeah. the pinnacle fight. Yeah. So what happens? So they start. Uh, they start. Uh, Yoon does his typical move like he did back at the Fire Nation Palace, where he kind of like shrapnels rock everywhere, uh-huh. dust cloud everywhere. She airbended away. She, yeah, she uses airbending, which is cool because she really hadn't had much airbending teaching up to this point, right? Like right. She, I don't think she had really anybody to teach her airbending. Well, she does airbending in Rise, and then there's a time that has passed between uh, Rise and Shadow. And she's with Jupa and, the whole and time. She, yeah, and she ends in the, the air temples. 
She ends rising. The air okay. temple starts. So she she's definitely has she's got enough. She's got training. to deflect. Yeah, rocks yeah. At least, which is cool. Actually, I think in rise she's basically she hasn't mastered the elements, but I think she has um the same way that um Aang has them at the end of the series. Not necessarily mastered, but because he doesn't master all. Yeah, elements, she's still, but, uh, but good enough to throw down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I love what Yoon does right here, dude, is because he. Uh, Supposed to be one of the greatest earthbenders in the world right now, at the time. Uh, not only because he had training as the supposed avatar, but just because he's got a natural raw talent for it mm-hmm. and very precise talent for it. And he actually bends the rock into liquid form without yeah. heat. It's not yeah. lava bending. It, right. It's it's liquefying the rock. And he encapsulates Kyoshi from behind with a wave of stone and then solidifies So I him. think it, it's got to be... Like fine sand, basically. He's sand bending because that's how sand bending is. Sand bending is like liquid because it's so it's sand, so it's so yeah, fine. But he's got the power to make solid in the sand, and then yeah, and then and then back and then back. Solid. Yeah. And mm. well, actually, we snap. do see that in the series too. We've seen people get sunk into the floor. Remember uh, the general trying to trigger the Avatar state sinks Katara. Yes. So yes. so it's uh, yeah. So can we credit Yoon with developing this technique? Mm, probably Jonzu. You're right because yeah. it does say in the battle that he is emulating Jonzu's yeah. style. So now Clark thinks this part's cheesy. I fucking love it. But you're right. It is it is very callback like it does remind me of like Avengers of uh, like the yeah. you're not alone and like like but Kiyoshi, Kiyoshi's actually getting beaten, and she's stuck. She can't. Move. Yeah, she's and in a she wave says, of solid rock. "Yeah," and she says, "I have truer friends than you." And then I fucking love this dude. <laughs> Fuck you. It's Fuck so you. Cheesy, I love this dude. part. I've got truer friends. Okay, maybe you. the line is cheesy, but I'm all about the goddamn. The flying opera company comes fucking back in. <laughs> yes, bitch. Karima fucking whips at him. Wong drops in. Fucking pins her out. Fucking they escape. Jinpa drives in on on uh, Ying Yang. Yeah. He, and he's a he he's not a fighter, so he's he's flying above. He's like to a do a drop. Medivac kind of guy. They got him. Yeah. Above. And so, then they start fighting, and fucking Yoon's like Yoon's like fucking. Oh, what is Yangy Rangy here too? And she's like. Yeah, like so. Yeah, so okay. fire fist. So she comes with a fire fist right towards his head, and he just barely gets out of the way in time. She goes, "Yes, I am here." Oh, God, <laughs> so cheesy, dude. Shut up! I love it, dude. So it's important to note, though, dude. That I had an Avatar Woody the whole. <laughs> <laughs> you got blood bent. <laughs> I got blood bent. <laughs> blood bent right to your boner. Yoshi blood bent your boner. What are you doing, Ricky? Reading a book? Why do you have a boner? <laughs> it's a really good book. <laughs> Why does it say Nickelodeon on the front of it? <laughs> does it say Nickelodeon? On it does on the uh, probably on the spine. Uh, no, the it doesn't. It doesn't. Bottom left corner of the back. Oh, it does on the back. Nice. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> nice. uh, what's going on in that book? So it's important to note, though, that uh, the reason why Kiyoshi took a ship out to Yang Chen's island is because she sent Jinpa on oh, Yang yes, yes, yes. to go get the flight yes. opera company. Yes, and they say that at this point. Yes, so that's why it's not like they just all showed up out of nowhere and knew that they right. were there. Jinpa, she said, "I'm going to Yokoya. Go get the flying opera company mm-hmm. and Ranji." 
And then they come in in this super cheesy fucking battle scene where they're, I've got Fuck truer off. friends than you. Fuck whoops, off. Water with This shit is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, dude. And they start going to town on But you. I love, I love, okay, so I did have this, I'm, I was really happy with this because in the first book you had the fine opera company and then I'm like, oh, were they just forgotten? You know, I mean, obviously they bring them up, yeah. but I'm like, you're just going to leave them. But they didn't do the FC, whole time up to this book. I was like, was that the end of it? Like there was so, so much in rise. That, so, so now this is the team avatar lineup. Yep. This is Rangi, Karima, Wong. This and solidifies it. This is it. As the avatar yes. lineup. Yes. Yeah. And then, so they continue fighting her and Rangi get uh pinned down he starts throwing the training discs at them that yeah. are there and then they're so it's not explicitly said but i think we can deduce that they made their way outside at this point i think i always i the way i pictured it i i imagine they've always been in like oh well no they were they did some kind of fight. courtyard yeah i imagined like a they courtyard. started inside and then they made their way out to a yeah. courtyard yeah yeah and then rangy and and uh, Kiyoshi go prone, and they realize, oh shit, we're not wearing our makeup. They're bleeding. That's no, that's not yet. That doesn't happen yet. What happens first is, uh, I think it happens right before the jet step. Yeah, it? no, it does. But uh, but so what happens is Jimpa. Um, oh right. So so Yoon in his like really strong earthbending ability starts shaking the ground out from underneath him and splits the ground out from under him with spikes underneath and draws up a bunch of spears, right? Jinpa, being up ahead in his kind of like reconnaissance uh, role, swoops down and saves um, Karima mm-hmm. and, and Wong. And Wong. And then during that time, Peng Peng gets injured by a, by a spike. Yeah, he throws a spike up to hit, try to hit them on the bison. It goes right through Jinpa's shoulder. Would have been mad if Jinpa died. If Jinpa died, whew. <laughs> you know what? I'm a little upset that we didn't get to see Jinpa just start murdering. Yeah. You know it would have I mean? been... Actually, no. I take that back. It would have been funny if Jinpa died because Kelsang died, Jinpa died, <laughs> and then all the air nomads eventually <laughs> die. I'm like, they really fucking pick on the air nomads I in this air, series. Air nomads they, yeah. They're like, they're like, fucking... I like... Like, Brikey really hates the fucking <laughs> Air Nomads. They made these They made these fucking characters themselves, and like, we fucking hate them. <laughs> yeah, and so... I'm joking, joking. <laughs> it would have been a... It would have been an interesting twist, for sure. And, uh, okay, so now we're at the point where it's just Ranji and Kyoshi yes, battling you. Yes, and then they end up prone... And they realize they're like, oh shit, we don't have our makeup. Wong's on. got a leg broken. Jinpa's yeah. injured. Karima's attending to uh, Wong, and they're laying on the ground. Yoon hits them both with training discs straight in the face. Yeah. Which it, again, it's like Kyoshi, dude. Come on, man. You're the Avatar. What is just going Avatar on, state dude? already? <laughs> just start. We're waiting for it. Whooping ass. You know what I mean? I wanted to see like a Fire Lord Ozai versus Aang thing where. It's pretty much one-sided. Mm. You know, I wanted to see, like, a badass ass-kicking. Mm. But that's not happening. And you know what? That's okay, because that's not Kiyoshi's yep. walk. That's not her style. And then and then what? So then she, they realize they're not wearing makeup. So they take their blood and they, they paint their makeup. So now you have Avatar Kiyoshi makeup. 
Done in blood, and I fucking love it, so dude. So Ranji's got it's a so... blood stripe down her chin, and then I think, she... and Kyoshi's got two across underneath the eyes and to the ears. Like, no, I think it's a traditional. It does it. Is it? Oh under, yeah, over, no, the, over top, the eyes, over the over eyes, the eyes, into yeah. the ears. And then Ranji's like this, and 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 she's like, "Do you remember what I taught you at at governor, whatever?" She's like, "I can only do it for a little bit," and she's like, "This is the time." And then. She does a boop jet step. <laughs> she does a jet step. She does a uh, an Azula style jet step. I wanna. I want that fucking drawn. I want to see it like with the makeup, yes, and the blood. with the blood makeup. Yes, dude. And the gauntlets and the oh and the my fans. god. So she makes herself into a, a tomahawk missile. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and jet steps and uses her fist to propel her even forward and straight up shoulder checks. Yeah, straight in the chest. Boom, knock him down. Ranji's back up, and then they launch a fireball at you. Yoshi, in her unwielding power, you know, shoots this giant fireball at Yoon. Takes him by surprise. He throws up a little wall. It's not enough. Ranji. Guides it's, it. It's the perfect fucking. It's yeah. it's a nice little harmony between yep. them, dude. Yep. Like you know, like they're the best teammates yep. ever because she shoots the big fireball. She doesn't have the power to control it. Ranji directs it with her firebending capability. Blasts through the wall, hits Yoon, dust to smoke. Yoon's gone. It's like what the fuck? What the fuck? Where is he? In typical anime style, <laughs> comes up behind her. Comes up behind Ranji. Ganks her. Yeah, with another... Uh, with a fucking stone spike. Stone spike, dude. That's yeah. like his go-to move. And, like, Kyoshi's, like, frozen, runs over to Ranji. Again, super cheesy right here. <laughs> all, of sudden, all of a sudden, the battle stops, and they have yeah. a moment to have a You're very just intimate. standing there watching. <laughs> He's like, let him say goodbye. Yeah. So she's bleeding. I will say right now... Now, I know I've said this before in this episode... But this is the real shit. I totally... When we were going back over the book, I completely forgot that Ranji got ganked. If she died, I would have fucking raged, dude. I would have been so mad if she... If if this was her fucking... If she died at the end of this. Yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck, man? No, I agree. Yeah, I would I be agree. so mad. Yeah. If she, No, here's the thing, though. If she did die, though, I could see how the uh, memes about Kyoshi would be correct. I could see her going on a warpath almost like Yoon did. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just yep. like everybody, no mercy anymore. I'm surprised she had the control to not Avatar State because it talks about it in the book where she's like she couldn't open her eyes because she knew if she did, it would be it would be like an uncontrollable rage. Yeah, uncontrollable rage. A thousand voices were telling her so. Oh, that, like, that's yeah. the dopest line. Yeah, she's, she's like if she she knew if she opened her eyes that there would be an uncontrollable rage and she'd be the only one left standing. A thousand voices told her so. Instead, she she's holding Rangi, and she starts to apologize to Yoon. She says, I'm sorry. And he's like, what? What is that? What would you say, bitch? What did you say, bitch? She said, I'm sorry. You would have? She's like, I'm sorry. I stripped, I stripped it. I stripped it from you. Punch the mic stand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took I took everything you had away from you. You know she takes responsibility for it, and she's speaking at a low volume, kind of whispering. So, yeah. yeah. He kneels down close to her. He said, <laughs> oh, "Oh boy, oh boy." 
And he's like, what about what you said earlier to let go? Do you think I should, don't you think you should apologize for that? And, and she's like, I'm sorry for that too. And like puts a hand on his chest, a loving hand. I'm sorry. you. What does she actually say? Damn it. I have to pull this up. Pull it up, dude. Yeah, I got to open No, it. it's good. To me, it's one of the coolest things that an avatar has ever done in the history of avatars that we are aware of. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for saying you had to live with your pain. Kiyoshi put her palm to his chest in a gesture of comfort because you won't. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Uh, The the technique she learned from uh, Sifu Atuat. The cooling down of the air, where she says, if you fuck this up, you'll kill someone. That's what she intends to do. Boom. Blast Yoon with a freezing blast. Like, uh, uh, you know, Flash freezes him like a strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> freezes his lungs and heart solid. And it says, it said like a blast. Of, it it uh, turned the air behind him into frost. And, and uh, like, ice... Ice what looked like wings sprouted out out of him and then dissipated immediately. Dude. dude the God, what thing. a fucking cool assassination, <laughs> dude. Holy shit. She puts a hand on his chest and basically blasts him with an ice fucking, you know, like with a, like an icicle. I mean, no, not, yeah. it's, she doesn't stab him. I think that's important we need to note. She doesn't stab him with anything. She just no. freezes him yeah. solid. Yeah. In the chest. I want to see that, like, kill cam. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like multiple times. Slow like, motion. Boom, boom, yeah. Different angles. I, you know, that's how I pictured it. Oh, God. Dude, and that's, you know what? In a way, it seems kind of anticlimactic because it's like you have this super powerful bender that can't control the finesse of, of her capability. And you have this super powerful, highly trained killer that's then turned evil. And how does it end? With a touch to the chest. But that's oh, you know what? But that's similar to Jonzu's death. Yeah, it was it was just through the chest done. Yeah, and now he's same with Yoon. It's through the chest done. The chapter ends. Rangi is. I mean, she's healing Ranji, and uh, oh, you know this is cool too. So uh, after she kills uh, Yoon with that, uh, in the same way that she, oh, let me adjust this real quick. In the same way that she uh, summoned the rock from the from the. From the bottom of the ocean, she summons water from the bottom of the well out from underneath the ground. Right. Which would take an incredible amount of bending capability to do. Right. She did it again. Because she has to feel it. She has to sense it. Yeah. So she senses water deep in the ocean, deep in the ground underneath them, summons it up through the ground, and then uses that to start begin healing Ranji's wound. Right. And at the end, Ranji says, Is it over? And she's like, Yes. And they both start to cry because mm-hmm. they both still love Yoon, even though, I mean, what they had to do was difficult for them. It's not a super cool, like, fuck yeah, the no, good guys won. No. It's not like that. No. Dude. It's like, they killed their brother. Yeah. They yeah. killed their friend. Yeah. And he did it to himself. <sighs> he did it to himself. You know? I love, I really do love this fucking final battle, though. And I love the way he got taken out. It was really fucking cool. I think that's fucking dope as shit. She just froze him. It, like I said, it's not the super cool, epic battle that I mean. The battle itself is epic, but the the final blow mm-hmm. is not super epic. Mm-hmm. And it's 
it's actually like super um, personal right. and like a hand on the chest, you know, and she's saying I'm sorry when she does it, you know, right. like she's apologizing and she said, but this is how it has to be. Dude, it's kind of fucking sad. Right. You know? It is. I mean, that's why they started crying. And and that's why I think I really like the book. And that's why I think I really like Kyoshi. Like, that's Kyoshi's whole... Everything about her is just, like, sad but necessary. Right. She's not meme Kyoshi. No. IRL. She's like, this is what this is what's required. Right. You know, this is the necessary shit. So... Uh, and then she's like, don't worry, you know, like I can, oh, and then here's the next part, right? So then the flying opera company is all, they're back in the infirmary, right? They set up a little, they go to the infirmary at Yukoya. And uh, the flying opera company is like mad at Kiyoshi because they're like, did you take an oath with them? Like talking right. about Ranji and, uh, and uh, Jinpa. Like you didn't like tend to their wounds. Like, what are you doing? Like, well, like, I, like you know. Uh, I got a broken leg. Yeah, one's got a broken leg. She's like, stop being a fucking baby. Yeah, she's like, the greatest healer in the world's coming. Yeah. To take care of you right now. She's like, and, and, uh, and she, what did she say? She says something about like, she was just glad to be bickering with them. Right, you know, because now, right. now they it felt normal. The Avatar gang is 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 whole. Yeah, yeah. Atuat yep. comes in, heals everybody up in typical right. Atuat fashion. Uh, he runs there too. And oh yeah, everything. yeah. Everything. Yep. Everything Next chapter, uh, the final chapter of the book before the epilogue is uh, she actually does bury Yoon in Yakoya, um, and she says. She says the only thing she puts on his stone is, like, his name and where he's from. Because uh, the dates are used in Avatar. It would be... She would put the years based... It would be, like, like born this year in the era of Karuk, I guess. Or no. Yeah, yeah. It would still be era of Karuk. Um, so it would require her to put in the then, era of Kiyoshi. She and that, want, just, that yeah. just seems like an insult. She didn't want her name yeah. on his headstone. And to say... Avatar Kiyoshi, where she, you know, where he felt stripped of his avatarhood because of her, that would be an insult. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so the only thing she puts on his stone is Yoon from Makapu. Uh-huh. That's it. Doesn't put a birth date, doesn't put a death date. Nothing, right. Just Yoon right. of Yakapu. And that's all she could, that she was like, she was trying to think, what else can I do? But she was just like, that's, that's all I can say, you know? And while she's doing this, after she does this, um, a fox approaches. Green-eyed fox. Now, not green-eyed as in, like, his irises are green. No, like, I, I imagine, like, glowing green eyes. Yeah, that's the beast oh. stared at Kiyoshi with glowing green eyes. Oh, wait, what is it called? <laughs> How did they describe This is so <laughs> this fucking is funny. funny. So, here's, so here's what it says. A four-legged animal... <laughs> <laughs> a four-legged animal resembling a falcon fox, only without the beak and feathers, furry all over. <laughs> so, so what did we say about it's this? It's just a fucking fox. So it's like imagine a made-up character, a made-up animal, a falcon fox, minus all the made-up features. Yeah, think of what you think a falcon fox might look like, and then think of something else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this animal is. <laughs> it's like it's like imagine a castle. Minus all the bricks except for one stone. That's what the stone looked like. <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's that's the Avatar world of saying it just looked like a fox. It was just a regular fox. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a turtle fox. A 
for some reason, it's always turtles. Everything's always crossing It's always turtles. <laughs> but it's kind of funny because, like, they're being – they're, like, staying in character. Well, you know what I mean? like, um, the do you book remember? Staying in character. So imagine um, – no, but imagine a, a turtle fox minus the shell of a turtle. So a, a Oh, fox. a fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> I love that shit so, so much. Funny, dude. I wonder if he wrote that knowing, knowing damn well what he was doing. Imagine a falcon fox without the beacon feathers. <laughs> so fox. So fox. <laughs> oh, God. So you have a theory You have a theory about this that you say is confirmed about this fox. Well, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, but I believe this fox becomes the Avatar's like uh animal companion the same way yeah kiyoshi's companion the same way appa is to ang and um naga is to korra i believe um but i could be i mean i could be wrong i know you know what i was disappointed because i read before i finished it that the her she her animal companion was a fox or uh, i guess i guess it's a spirit fox but whatever but I was disappointed that it was only in the book at the end. I would have loved if they had introduced it at the beginning of Shadows, and it was her companion through the book. I would, I would have loved to see that. I want to see more of the fox. So I haven't, I have a thought about that, and I think the reason why the fox might be, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but this is just my theory. I think the reason why the fox is introduced after Yoon's death is because it's really that's when the era of Kyoshi begins. Mm. Everything up to that point was the dealing era of Yoon. was dealing or was the was the conflict the, the of era Yoon. of Yoon and the fallout of it. Okay, holy shit! I fucking like that a lot, dude. This is the real era of Kiyoshi. So now she this gets, is her. This yeah. is this whole series has been her discovering what it means to be the Avatar, and now is her being the Avatar. This is the beginning of the era of Kiyoshi, and it's the introduction of the the. Introduction of the spirit fox, her animal her companion. companion. I like that a lot. Quite. That makes sense, Holy right? shit, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That, so that's assuming that this fox, falcon fox without the beacon feathers, right. is... <laughs> spirit falcon fox without the beacon feathers. <laughs> is indeed her companion. But that, I mean, that makes sense. So uh, Imagine Captain Falcon from Super Smash Bros, except it's fox. And, uh, except all the, uh, except not Captain Falcon, all it's Fox, the character Fox. Oh yeah, no. When you put it that way, when you put it that Star way. Fox, that's it. Star Fox, right? Well, look at this. She even she even uh, it even says it in here. The fox, fox licked her palm. Aww, so it's already some cute. So the fox guides her. Yeah, and, and she's like she Kiyoshi thinks she's going crazy because she's like, you want me to follow you, and she's like. Okay. <laughs> it's been a rough day. Fuck it. I'm just going to follow the I'm fox. Follow this animal <laughs> somewhere. Follow the fox. She follows it to a, like a meadow with a pond, I guess. And she can tell immediately it's a spiritual place. There's already a, like a stone table built there. Obviously, she's supposed to commune with. She sees the pond and knows and thinks that Karuk sent the fox, the fox to come find her. And then she, she calls back to Naihi the. She's like, he was correct. As soon as I closed my eyes and meditated, I could speak to my past. So it's basically her mastering the communication with her past lives at this point. This yeah. is this is the mastering. When she closes her eyes and wants to be there, she's there. Yeah. And she hears the voice 
of her mother. I love this so much. Yeah, so she says, I don't want to relive the memories of you swimming in this pool because she senses something across. Oh, she's talking to Karuk. Yeah. You know. She's like, oh, great, here we go on another memory journey. Yeah. Right? And then, uh, what does she say? Oh, and then she hears a woman's voice. She starts freaking out. She's thinking that what she's seeing in front of her is her mother Mm -hmm. because she sees an airbender with tattoos. Right. It's her mom, right? Yeah. And obviously the tat or the 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 uh, dragon cover up tattoos mm-hmm. aren't going to carry over to the spirit realm. So she right. just sees an air nomad. Turns out she's finally talking with Yang Chen. Yang Chen. Yang Chen. And Yang Chen admits to her the reason for Karuk's no avatar does everything perfect. Even though, and especially Yang Chen, Yang Chen is looked at as this as the perfect avatar. She really is by society. And Yang Chen admits, he's, she's like, no, I neglected the spirit world. And that's why that pa- got passed down to Karuk. That's why Karuk had to fight the spirits because I put the spirit world second and it turned it and it went to turmoil. Yeah. Well, what I, so, okay, so what I really fucking, dude, I really fucking like this part of the book, even though it's like a few pages, it like really opened up the connection of the avatars to each other to right. me. Right. It was like, Yang Chen's revered as like this matriarchal, like perfect saint, right? You know, and it was only because she neglected one side, and it's the responsibility of the next avatar to always pick up the shortcomings of the previous one, right? And and in in more ways than just being reincarnated, they inherit responsibilities, right? The same way Kiyoshi inherited Father Glowworms from Karuk, from Karuk, yes, yeah, and. Which kind of brings up the question, like, is there more to Karuk's shortcomings that Kiyoshi's going to have to deal with? I'm, okay, so Kiyoshi lived to to be 230 years old. We see a story of a year when she's 17. Please, oh my God, give us more fucking Kiyoshi. Yes. I want more Kiyoshi so fucking bad. <laughs> Please. Because we know, we know that Kiyoshi created the Dai Li. Yeah. To preserve, which the... wasn't in the book at all. So there's, there's I mean, a lot that can, there's, there's a lot that they can. I mean, they have 230 years of shit. <laughs> they could go into to Chain the Conqueror or whatever his name is, Chin, Chin the Conqueror, because that I mean that was explained a little, but not the whole story. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that was like a little blip in an episode, basically. Right, right. I want to see more Kiyoshi too because because yeah. when the when they're, they're starting to draw this connection, so Yang Chen basically says that like Karuk didn't tell anybody about this and and harbored all these this problem. Oh right, because, with her because he didn't want to taint her image. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. So so can we draw the conclusion that? Uh, and this is what I okay. I'm sorry. Kyoshi's not going to tell anybody about Karuk battling spirits all no. the time, but that would help his image. So what is she going to do? Karuk did exactly. That's what I love. Karuk accomplished exactly what he wanted to. He wanted to look bad. He wanted to take all the blame so that he could preserve Yang Chen's legacy. Does that make sense? That's why he never told anyone. He did exactly what he set out to do. That's how society views Avatar Karuk. Yeah. As a fucking lousy Avatar. He's almost Avatar. like a... That was exactly his plan. Oh, not necessarily an anti-hero, but he's like like a fallen... Right. In the eyes of the he's public. He's the fall guy. Yeah. He's he, the fall guy. He took the fall. Yeah. 
And it did a lot of respect for Karuk, dude. Because we were just like Ian. You know yep. what I mean? At the end of Rise. Yep. Karuk's a fucking loser, dude. Yep. I mean, I would totally do what he's doing, but he's a loser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and then we find out that it's just like this inheritance of responsibility passed right. down from Avatar to Avatar to make up for these shortcomings. And this is the final, her commune with Yang Chen. And that's why I like, you're like, this is the era of Kiyoshi because she realizes that, I mean, even herself looked up to Yang Chen. Yeah. Yang Chen was like, I was never perfect. You, your idea of me is I wrong. focused way too much yeah. on the physical world. We all neglected the spirit. Oh, so and we it's haven't your time. said this yet. You, you know, yes, we did. No, well, we neglected the spirit world. Oh, did we? Yeah, we touched we on that. Like, okay, yeah. So since she that. neglected the spirit world, that's why they were angry and trying to right. cross over into right. the physical realm. Which is what? Which is why Karuk had, had to battle them fighter. back. Yeah, but this really it solidified that gave her the knowledge, the confidence. To and it's it's your yes we all make mistakes it's your time now this is the era of kiyoshi boom here's your here's your little yes. spirit guardian yes. companion <laughs> dude it's such Can a you take me back home now like the fucking fox yeah the fox gets up stretches his legs and oh, takes her back man. to her friends she says can you take me back to my friends now this this book wow was just so fucking satisfying now i i preferred rise and this book definitely started slower, but like, I mean, look at us. We decided like the last five chapters of the book, we're doing a whole episode about because it was just, it, it all downhill. So much happens. Oh, so much happens. And you learn so much. And it's just like, wow. Like I couldn't put the fucking book down. I was like, I'm getting through this right now. Like, yeah. It's uh, woo. it's really, it, it, it's the second half of this book is way better than I think I like the second half of this book more, more than Rise. More than Rise. <laughs> okay, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. You know? But I like yeah. Rise as a whole. Yeah, oh, exactly. Better. better. Uh, yeah. So let me read this real quick because I think this kind of is it's, this, it's is the this last chapter before the uh, epilogue. The epilogue, and it's and uh, it's actually the last sentence. And I think FCE did this intentionally. And it says, "She still had to be careful not to lose her balance and fall." Kiyoshi kept her eyes focused on her path, sometimes stumbling, but making sure to catch herself, taking one step at a time. Yep. Wow. That's been Kiyoshi's entire journey. Yep. Sometimes stumbling, but taking it one step at a time. That's the era of Kiyoshi. Wow, and it begins good. right there. If you're listening, take that home with you. It's okay to stumble. <laughs> Just keep taking it one step at a time, no, baby. That's true, man. It's true. I fucking love Avatar philosophy, dude. It's so great. It's so it's so like uh, motivating. It's well, you know, yeah. it's it's always like like don't beat yourself up too fucking hard. Like you're gonna fucking you can do this. We all can do. You this. know, when I read things like that in these books or in like the comics or in fan theories or whatever, it's always like because our first introduction to that was with Iroh, and it's like, yeah, I know this takes place prior to Iroh, but it's like I just see Iroh's philosophy and everything, right? Right. You know, and I, mean? I think I think that's like the motif. Honestly, the undergoing yeah. of of the show is is this white lotus um, in um, philosophy. Yeah. Also, something that you see throughout the whole show is uh, um, friendships can last more than lifetimes. That's something you see as well. As and I mean, you see it as literally uh, the avatars are a carrying on life. It's, it's um, reincarnation. Mm-hmm. So it's this carrying on, but you see it through everything. I mean, when, when you see Toph and Korra, 
she's like, hey, Twinkle Toes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, she, like, calls, shit she like calls Cora Twinkle yeah, Toes. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. It's fucking, it's, cool. it's fucking cool, dude. I fucking love Avatar so much. Oh, my God. I know. I I'm getting, fucking like... fucking love this show. I love the show. I love the book. <laughs> I love everything about it. That's why we're here today. Cabbage Card Podcast. What up? <laughs> and now for probably, arguably the best chapter of the book, the epilogue. No, so... So we just finished the last chapter where it ends on a really high note. Hey, stumble if you fall, you know, keep keep making forwards. Anyway, let's get into the epilogue where we talk <laughs> where we talk about some real shit. <laughs> where we're still reminded. It's of like who- that's a great way to end the book. <laughs> Kyoshi is uh, like so, a, like an onion, many layers to many, many layers. So I mentioned before in the podcast that I was very upset reading this that I'm like Zoryu just gets away with it. And then the epilogue starts, and it's Zoryu in his chambers, and I'm like, it's, and I'm like, oh yes, <laughs> <laughs> I already know what's coming here, baby. It's Zoryu in his chambers, thinking that, you know, you if did. I really want to uh, bring unity to the Fire Nation, I need to do away with clans altogether. Mm-hmm. We can't have the Sawan and the Keso or Keso. I'm going to say Keso. Keso. That's how I read it. Yeah, Keso deal. Keso and the <laughs> and the Sawan. We can't have all these rival clans. This is going to last forever. We're never going to have unity. I need to go back on my word on Kyoshi. I need to destroy the Sawan. I'll, 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 he says he I'll, needs to call them like the farmers yep, in the field. Yep, I'll disintegrate my own clan. I'll destroy that. Or not not destroy it. He's going to call the Sawan because he fucking hates He's going to kill all the Sawan and he's going to get rid of clans after that. Yes. And it starts with killing all the Sawan. Right. That's his idea. He was so happy at the thought. It took two lightning flashes to notice the silhouette of a man on his, on his balcony. Oh. Uh, <laughs> now, who might be a silhouette? Who is it? Oh, no. Here's the thing. So okay, rewind, rewind. He's uh he's laughing because it starts to rain, and a rain after the festival right. of Sito means Seto. prosperity and good luck and good right. and good harvest mm-hmm. in the in the season to come. And it it plays into his plan perfectly because he played the Salwan because he to the Fire Nation's people he defeated the enemy that was the Salwan. Because of that, now the spirits are smiling at them, giving them rain. You know, little, that's how they're that's how the people of the Fire Nation are viewing it. He's feeling you know? a little righteous right now. Right. A little uh and then all of a sudden the lightning he's he's, he's laughing to himself in his chambers and the second lightning strike hits and he sees a silhouette in his window. And who might it be? He introduced himself. He says, I'm loudly or T-Way the Immortal. Call me whatever you want. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. fucking matter. Listen. Which is great. I love I love that they brought Laugi back in the very end. He wasn't in the book at all. No. Not in this book. And just at the end. Yeah, because he wasn't with the Flying Opera Company when they came in nope. to, uh, nope. to help Kiyoshi. Uh, fucking Kiyoshi mentions it, too. She's like, Laugi wasn't there, but I figured he wouldn't. You couldn't account for him yeah. in the, in the yeah. best of times. He was probably fucking murdering someone. I don't know. Yeah, it's Laugi being Laugi. Laugi. So then he steps into the Fire Lord's chambers, and he goes, normally I would... And does a, a finger oh, yeah, across yeah, the yeah, throat, yeah. right? The Normally. people I meet with. But uh, I'm just I'm just a messenger today. I'm deliver a message, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> I love how like he's almost like relishing the fact that oh, he, yeah. he's like putting straight I love this, this epilogue so much because you can see 
FCE, you're fucking awesome because I just see the shit eating grin on Laugie's face the whole time. <laughs> yeah, dude. You know, and fucking, um, he's like, he's like, normally I would just fucking kill you, but my my cohort has a softer heart. I don't understand why. <laughs> uh, you know. Yeah, he goes. He doesn't doesn't make any sense to me. She's but... like, she had a good hunch that you would go back on your word, and I just wanted to let you know. We have access to you at all times. Like, <laughs> yeah, he goes, I have a message. Zoryu says, what's the message? Here it is. I'm going to read it yeah, verbatim, go for dude. It. He said that powerful people like yourself are still beho- beholden, the old man said, that you can still be reached. My friend had a hunch that you might be inclined to go back on your promise and shed a little bud. Hide a few atrocities. This is your reminder to be a benevolent fire lord she knows you were always meant to be. And that's where that so, shit-eating grin Yeah, comes yeah, in. yeah. Because <laughs> it's such a backhanded compliment. She's you, like... You're gonna be a. She's doing the same thing she did to the general. You know, you're gonna be a good boy, right? That's or, what she's or saying. The governor in the first book. Yeah, she the, did the, the same kid, thing. The kid yeah. governor. Yeah. She goes. Now you're gonna be a good boy, yeah. right? Shake a finger at him. Yep. I yep. got Laogi in your in your right. windowsill. Right. Uh, so here we go. So he all gets all up in arms, and he's like, "She sent a th- an assassin to threaten me. This and that. This and that. This and that." Um. What does he say? Okay. He says, you don't understand. She she told me to tell you she realizes her entire mistake was trying to dabble in politics with you. Because he's like, this is how Kyoshi does politics now with right. the fire lord. Right. And he goes, his voice dropped into a deadly register. Which I think just the way that's phrased. I love how like, that's the thing. That's going to scare the fuck out of him. Because this whole time, Lao Gi's been willy-nilly like, hey, by the way, I just fucking showed up. And then he's like, like when you hear that turn in the voice... Where it's like this guy's a fucking killer. Well, and when they when 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 they're when he's displaying or when he's when they're uh, describing uh, Laogi from Zoryu's perspective, it seems like a there's a dragon slithering under the clothes of uh, a tattered clothes right. of, of a of a person. Right. Like he can sense right away. Did I mention? I feel like I mentioned this before, but for some reason, when I picture Laogi, I think of fucking Jafar from Aladdin, where he's posing as, like, the old man that sends <laughs> Aladdin into the cave, but, like, he's secretly super fucking powerful. That's how I see Laogi for some reason. I picture him as, like, a, like a, like a buff little old man. Mm. Uh, kind of looking like, uh... Like Master Guru from Dragon Ball Z. Or... Or... Like Master Roshi, Master Roshi, um, or like the guru that um, that teaches Aang about the Avatar state. Yeah, you know he was like a old scrawny dude, but like he had like shredded. muscle shredded. Yeah, he was shredded. Yeah, that guy apparently is old as fuck. Yeah, that guy like lived through. I don't know. He might have been alive in the era of Kyoshi. Kyoshi. I like. I don't know. Um, I, can't, I read. I read some canon on that. He's he's a couple hundred years old. I don't yeah. think he's old enough to be okay. in the era okay. of Kyoshi. But yeah, I think he's a couple hundred. Well, years no. Old. If she, if he's a couple hundred years old, then yes, because because uh, Aang's twelve. Oh no, you're right. Avatar he might, he Roku might was like eighty eight. So that's a hundred years. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. We'll talk about yeah. that on okay. the next one. I'm sorry. Let's get back. So, okay. So, yes, because this is a great line. This dude. is the best. So his voice dropped to a deadly register. My friend is not a diplomat. She is the failure of diplomacy. She is the breakdown of negotiations. There is no escalation of hostilities beyond her. Yes. So this is, I love this. <laughs> I love this because this is what we've, what we've read. This is what we've read over the past two books. And this is what we've seen. And Kiyoshi comes into herself 
And she says, no, I'm not a fucking diplomat. This is how Avatar Kiyoshi handles her shit. There is no escalation of hostilities nope. beyond her. If you want to, if you want to brawl, you better be ready to take it up here. And then he's like, "You're gonna threaten me?" And uh, Lao Gi goes, gives him a one finger punch, shoves him down into his fucking <laughs> Bruce Lee style. Yeah, baby. yeah, yeah. Yep. And oh, says, I'm reading. Oh, I wrote it down. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm wrote it. my easily, easily my favorite fucking line in this whole in in both books. It ends. It ends with. Uh, it ends with some people. Laogi tells uh, Zoryu, "Some people in my country like to believe that Avatar Yang Chen watches over them, but you, Fire Lord, I can assure you that Avatar Kyoshi watches over you." <laughs> Woo! Fuck! <laughs> Hell yes, dude. When I read that, because I was so mad that Zoryu got away with it, and when I read that, finishing up the book, I was like, "Yes, <laughs> yes, this is the Avatar Kyoshi that I fucking." I knew so much about. This is Avatar Kiyoshi, baby. The Iron Fist the of Kiyoshi, The Iron fucking dude. fist of the law, bitch. I fucking love you, Kiyoshi. My favorite avatar. Hands <sighs> down, my favorite fucking avatar. Well, you were just saying earlier in the episode it was Karu. Uh, yeah, but let's be real. <laughs> fucking Kiyoshi. No, it's gotta be There's Kiyoshi, a reason dude. we started this podcast here with fucking Rise and Shadows. Kiyoshi's my fucking favorite avatar now. I agree with that, dude. If you guys have been waiting to read this shit, sorry we spoiled it all <laughs> for you, but this, fuck yes. I would read this whole book, this whole series, just for this goddamn last line, <laughs> the fucking last paragraph. Some people in my country like to believe Avatar Yang Chen watches over them. But you, Firewood, I can assure you, Avatar Kiyoshi watches over you. That's <laughs> so good. Fuck, you, dude. Yes. <laughs> I love it, dude. Because you were kind of left on this like little like solemn kind of like, oh, right. well, that was a good ending to right. Kiyoshi. But it's like, she's still Kiyoshi, dude. Oh, yeah. She's still, she's still a Dao Fi. Yes. She, it's like, it's she like, sent uh, a Dao Fi to go talk to the Fire. It's kind of like, like in OG that. Like like someone that used to be a gangster, but now they have a family, but you decide to fuck with that guy, and he's like, huh, one night he's just like, just a reminder, you wake up in bed, and he's like, pulling the gun <laughs> at your head, and he's like, hey, just a reminder, I'm a fucking gangster. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. Not to be trifled. Fucking with. A, dude. And what I love about the setup of this scene is Zoryu's in his palace, he's feeling good. Yep. He's he feeling goes, good oh, about himself. A rain after the festival of Sito, this is, this is great. And then in comes the reminder that there's still yep. one that she's beholden to. Yep. And that's Kiyoshi. Yep. Oh, dude, it's so good. I want to see more of Kiyoshi. I think so. That wraps up the book, though, man. We didn't do this book justice at all. No. Like, no, we did a good it. job of, like, highlighting a lot of things that are... We talked about the main points. Yeah. But... And, well, and one thing I want to make clear, too, is that, like, there's a lot of false information out there on the memes like we were talking about earlier and right. I hope that this kind of added some clarity like I saw something recently that said that Father Glowworm battled Karuk and never returned back to the no. the physical realm which literally which, happens in the first book yeah, like the first half of the first book it's like somebody book. started reading the book and didn't finish it and decided to make a meme so hopefully this at least added some clarity to a lot of these yeah. things out there because we didn't say anything that wasn't true yeah and FCE fantastic writer he paints this picture really well so definitely I mean better than we can do it so pick up the fucking book and read it no or doubt. or no uh, I got a buddy doing the audio book great stuff like it really is I'm looking forward to more I'm gonna reread them 
Yeah. We've both only read them once. So up next on the podcast, we have a, a few of the graphic novels that we may be well, diving into. No, not yet. I think I think what we're planning on doing, we're going to do a rewatch, but we're going in canonical order. So, for example, the pirate, the Katara pirate uh, graphic novel is coming out, I think, in the next week. Mm-hmm. So when we get to that point in the series, we'll go over the comic. Yeah, that's going to And we're so, going to do it. So before, after we're done with, with The Last Airbender, before we go into Korra, we'll do the graphic novels following um, The Last Airbender. Yeah. And well, and the whole point of the rewatch isn't necessarily to give a play by play, but like mm-hmm. add a lot of the canon details that aren't in the show right. that, that are supported elsewhere. The same way we, other tied, we tied Kiyoshi into like Korra and The Last Airbender. Yeah, right? it's not going to yeah. be necessarily just a, oh, here's a book one, episode we're, one. We're not, uh, we're actually, we, we're not going to be doing with the episodes like how we did with Kiyoshi. How we actually went over the book. We're not going to do that with the episodes. We're just going to, it's more you you have to already know the series. Well, at this point, I would you assume know. everybody would know. But that's what right. you can look forward to in the future is, is uh, on the on future episodes. Is that's what's that's the direction we're going now. We're following everything can, like in the canon, like mm-hmm. you said, in the, in the chronological order. So Correct. Kiyoshi's first. Now we're gonna get into Avatar. We're gonna highlight a bunch of details and go in depth on a lot of the episodes. Um, not necessarily a rewatch in the sense that we're gonna go. This is what happened in each episode, but here's some of the more in-depth information surrounding those episodes, mm-hmm. and we're gonna follow that all the way through in Akora and all of the graphic novels in between. Correct. And it's gonna be fucking awesome. Correct. Uh, guys, thank you so much for watching or listening. I'm sorry. We're done with <laughs> we're done with Kiyoshi. I'm really glad we started this podcast like this. Um, just a fantastic couple of books that we got to read through shout out to fce man fce you're a fucking killer and kiyoshi you're a fucking killer too i fucking love you avatar kiyoshi i I want avatar kiyoshi watching over me i would be a (laughs) kiyoshi warrior i'm like fuck (laughs) it put me in that call uh like soccer yeah yeah Yeah. i'd do it (laughs) i'd do it if anyone made fun with fun of me i'd fuck them up yeah you got a metal fan yeah what are they gonna do what the fuck are they they gonna gonna do? do anyway clark you ready to get out of here we're out of here man all right yip 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 Thank you.